Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, is an extremely special guest. One of my favorite comedians on the planet. A Midwestern kid, just like everyone listening right now. The man himself, comedian Jeff Osmus. Jeff, wow. how you doing tonight, my man? Quite the intro. I'll take that. I love it. Boost my ego a little bit. I love to hear it. Thanks for having. Are you you're from the Midwest too? Yep, Jeff. Just about everyone tuning into this show, including us uh here recording is is Midwest. Uh gotcha. nice. We have a pretty small following predominantly in the state of wisconsin and illinois so it's right up your alley wisconsin illinois that's where i've done most of my comedy so i I, those are my people you guys are all my fans i love you i appreciate it jeff and obviously a great deal of your comedy from what i've seen and also you know people are able to see on social media is mm. making fun of all of us, which is perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, I love it. with love, with love, with love. Yeah, I only make you only make fun of the people you love, right? Of course, so. and it's always, uh, you know, best to draw on your own experiences anyway. For so, sure. yeah, your audience will only grow from being on this show because everyone listening can resonate uh, with your comedic background. So perfect, yeah. I lived in Wisconsin for a long time. So, yeah, I love Wisconsin. I definitely wanted to get into your background a little bit, Jeff. I was able to uh, see your set in May of last year in Chicago Uh at the Comedy Bar, which I had never been to before. Um, Oh, yeah. Was that your first comedy show or no? No, definitely not my first show, but we just so happened to go in there that night we originally were planning to go to the laugh factory but the the shows were sold out at that that second choice i was the second choice i love it which ended up being a great uh experience for us you were kind of the headliner if i remember correctly yeah i think so i think so and i'm not gonna lie obviously comedy is one of the hardest things you can do I mean, a lot of people say that, but I actually mean people it. say that, yeah. <laughs> and, but I was truly blown away um, by your performance when oh shit we, when we saw you. Yeah, I'm, what did I do? I I black out every time I'm up there. I have no idea what I did. I've never really witnessed a comedian with your, you know, your delivery and your, you know, awkwardness on stage. It's it's definitely right. a compliment when I say that. It's like planned awkwardness. Yeah. It's like confident awkwardness. That's the goal, kind of, if that makes any sense. Definitely. And yeah, it's really just like a really unique delivery that I'd never seen before. I've I've been to a few comedy shows, you know, live, but also yeah. I, I watched plenty of, of specials and I've never seen someone uh with your delivery. I think honestly, my favorite part of when we saw you was when you would uh, almost compliment yourself mid oh yeah that it was i love to do that yeah i think it's really funny to be arrogant i think arrogance is so funny it's like my favorite thing in the world to believe that you're better than anyone else is so funny i I love it 
it was well you were definitely the best one there that night and that's not me you know blowing smoke. It. I, uh, I love to hear it i'm not mad about that most where, you, where, where do you go to see comedy in milwaukee there's some good spots in milwaukee yeah i've been to uh the milwaukee improv a couple times oh I, yeah i did I that some, a couple times it's fun i actually had some friends see you uh open oh, really? in Soder last yeah year. nice yeah that was fun i didn't like the location but the room was fun it's in like uh i can't what's the suburb called brookfield i think yeah i can brutal. i completely understand brutal they, suburb they, yeah they, they dub it as the Milwaukee Improv, and it's about 25 minutes. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to see. I like Milwaukee, but Brookfield's it's just like a boring suburb with really old white people. <laughs> yeah, well, give you a lot of material to. Yeah, uh, for, sure, for sure. But yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, recognize when I first saw you was at, at the comedy bar. And for sure. I love the comedy bar. Great place. Yeah. So when we when we saw you that night, kind of didn't know what to expect when we came in uh i didn't know any of the comedians until, oh nice until we sat down and you were by far and away the most comfortable up there and i'm not throwing any sort of shade to the other comedians because For i could sure. never uh get up there but look I, up who was on the show and i'm going to tell them you guys fucking sucked that <laughs> night everyone's talking about it you just couldn't hold a candle to me <laughs> yeah it was definitely uh you know a ways back but i was i guess just being observant throughout the night and for sure you know you were the headliner for a reason but your yeah, delivery those like, those like underground like going to shows where you don't know the comedians on the lineup i think that's the best way to experience comedy i think there's a lot of undiscovered talent in the country and more people should just go to those shows those are the good ones definitely that's what i've learned and in, in in terms of following your career beyond that i just you know before i kind of get into your background a little bit i just wanted to recognize you know i mentioned your your delivery and things like that uh -huh. for for those that are listening you definitely have to check out uh jeff's comedy even if it's just on social media so uh, please follow me on social media that's all we have these days that's all that's all that's how i make my bread and butter come on i know i mentioned it earlier but you're complimenting yourself might be you know in, the in between the jokes is is something that just had me honestly rolling and <laughs> you know, your, your classic that was a good one yeah i <laughs> love doing that and you guys weren't smart enough for that one those were those were my favorite moments <laughs> where I was yeah, just yeah the little those little like in between yeah that's that's my favorite part of the show too yeah i love doing that it's so fun yeah, and it, it it always keeps the audience, you know, engaged even between the jokes. And yeah, also exactly, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they and even if I'm bombing, I do that too. So then it can be funny too if I'm like that was a good one and everyone, no one's laughing at all. So that can be fun too. Yeah, you guys didn't understand that one, but yeah yeah you guys are too calling them stupid because then everyone wants to laugh because they're like, no, we're not stupid. It's kind of like a trick. I just wanted to give you credit in, in terms of, you know, I walked into that show kind of unknowingly and I, I came out of it, you know, being one of your biggest followers in terms I of. I love your, that. Thank you. That's that's cool to hear. 
in terms of your career beyond it. I appreciate it. And um, oh, yeah. so I obviously know that you spent a great deal of time in Chicago kind of honing your craft. But if I, yep. if I remember correctly uh, um, by listening to you're an idiot, your podcast with Alex Dragovich. Yes. My every Monday, you're an idiot. You have recently moved to New York city. Is that I correct? did about, yeah, month, two months ago, I guess. Yeah, I've lived in New York before, actually. But yeah, I just moved back here. I live in a dungeon in Bushwick right now. That's how I would describe it. But I am moving to a nicer place in a week. But the place I live now, there's no window in my room, if you can see that. There's no windows, and it's about 95 degrees every day here. It's been brutal, honestly. <laughs> but we'll survive. That sounds horrendous, but I mean, there's there's honestly no other place for you to be in terms of exactly. Yeah. Uh, comedy, comedy, New York's best comedy in the world. It's not even really close. So Chicago is very good actually, but New York is the best. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you're going to be finding yourself a better situation here. Here. Soon. Yeah. Thank uh, God. Cause I'm taking three showers a day. I'm sweating so much. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Five boxers a day. It's brutal. Yeah, there, I mean, there's really no other place to be, at least in the U.S., uh, for comedy. But Yeah, definitely. Seemingly, you've been able to craft a career wherever you've been. Would you be able to share, you know, kind of how you got into comedy? I know you spent some time uh, in Madison, which mm -hmm. is where I'm from, actually. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. I went to college in Madison for, well, I was in college for six years because I didn't take it that seriously. But I didn't. I have you been to the comedy club in Madison? Yeah, definitely. Comedy yeah. on state. Yeah, comedy on state in Madison. Low key, one of the best top. Most comedians say top two or three clubs in the country. So, which is kind of surprising, but it is. And that's where I started at their open mic night on Wednesdays. I think I started right before I graduated from college. Right. So I. Yeah, I'd wasted six years in college, and then I immediately invalidated it by getting on stage and doing comedy. So that was great. But it was, I mean, it was, Madison was, is the best city in the world, in my opinion. I love Madison. Everyone listening is going to love uh, that comment because, you know, a great deal of our listeners here uh, hail from Madison. And Madison's so good. It's, it's just the perfect place, it's the right amount of everything. It's yeah. enough, enough big city vibes, so it's not like a ho-dunk town with no spices, but and it's not too loud either. It's great. I'm pretty sure you have the new record uh, for people that I know in terms of uh, taking so many years at UW. My brother yeah. <laughs> actually might have overlapped with you there for a little bit. He oh, really? He took five years, and we gave him a hard time for that, but that's impressive. <laughs> I think I, I took a semester off, so that does, it's actually five and a half, but I still got him beat. I took one semester off. I just was, yeah, I was too drunk. It's too, <laughs> it's too fun. You shouldn't allow college to be in a fun town. It should be in the middle of nowhere where I can concentrate on studying. And Madison will do that to you. There's no... Uh... There's no shame in it that that's part of the deal when you go to UW. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I have no shame in anything I did, but I would like the money back. I would like some of the some of the money from school back. I think if you don't go to class, you shouldn't have to pay. I think understandably that, so. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm not paying that debt off. I didn't learn anything. And you and you certainly didn't need your degree to 
do the job that you are unfortunately uh, no i think i use my degree on stage sometimes it, I'm, I'm glad the things i studied are did make me smarter but yeah in the end probably not worth the money i paid for it it never is even for my you know for my situation uh, did you go to madison for i college? went to well you you'll know exactly how this is but I went to UW Milwaukee because I wasn't smart enough to get into UW Madison. Oh yeah, Milwaukee's good. UW Milwaukee's a fun area. There's a Brady Street. I like that area. Definitely a fun area, but you might it's not. Well. It's not as good. I got. I hate to. It, it is not as good as Madison, but it's not bad. So oh, I completely agree with you. I grew up, <laughs> you know, basically on UW campus, right? Going right. to games and stuff like that. So I'm on the same page as you on that front and uh-huh. to get in at uw milwaukee all you need is a high school diploma so oh, really everyone gets in i, I mean it's it's yeah, why, rather why easy not, why would you not do that i respect i understand and it's probably much cheaper too yeah i was kind of the um you know the disgrace of the family the only one that didn't have ties to uh-huh. uw madison so oh um, yeah but they saved a lot of money i'm sure they're grateful for that yeah, definitely. And you mentioned, obviously, you had an incredible experience at UW and yeah. started your comedy career there uh, at Comedy on State. How did you, you know, from what I've observed, just watching your comedy, you have a natural just comedic delivery, even when you're talking and just uh-huh. uh, an air about you that's not 100% I'm not saying it in a negative way at any by any means, but not 100% normal. And so, yeah. Oh no, I am aware. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't take that as an insult. It's a, no one rather be eccentric than boring. Absolutely. Exactly. You don't want to be, you know, just a pencil yeah. pusher. So want to be boring. I, I, I did not always been like. That. I mean, you saw me like a year ago. I've been doing comedy for like eight years at that point so like i was really bad for a long time like i was brutal on stage i had no stage presence i was so scared i would if i was doing badly i'd like start crying and run off stage uh, having a couple times so like it takes it takes thousands of times to get there yeah i mean it's i know a lot of people say it's kind of cliche but you know people say it's the hardest thing to do in entertainment which i actually believe I, 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 I used to not think that, but the more I do it, it is, it is so much harder than people think. It's not just talking. It's not just, I have so many friends who are like funny in conversation and they try to do it and it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. It doesn't translate whatsoever. I mean, no, you want to do it. You want to try it out. I mean, I'm obsessed with comedy. I mean, yeah, you are. I mentioned, I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying it. you're one of my favorite comedians because I've never seen a, someone like you on stage and i know yeah, you're kind yeah. of ascending into the new york comedy scene which is right where you need to be at this point um, yeah it's fun it's it's everything's here in new york it's great it's something i definitely want to do but i don't think i have the, the you courage to get yet? up there yeah, i definitely don't it, have the courage to get up there and you I'm should not go as... watch some open mics you'll you'll you i think it would help because like you realize how bad most people are so you're like okay the stakes aren't really that high well that's the thing i mean when i saw you perform they had kind of an open mic afterwards oh, yeah, open mic yeah and you know i'm i'm really not for those listening i'm not being a jerk and jeff you can attest to this but 
it was so uncomfortable because yeah, the yeah. crowd is there to see the list, you know, that is posted. And then yeah. you're out of nowhere witnessing guys testing out their jokes and kind of just having the courage to get up there. And I felt bad. I know a lot of people do when they go to comedy show, they feel that that anxiety. Yeah. When you're seeing people bomb, but they are the people that have the cojones to get up there and, and test something out. But right. I, it can be very uncomfortable. Watching bad comedy is one of the worst experiences. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It can be really it was, bad. It was kind of a double-edged sword when I and when I saw you perform at the comedy bar because there were killers for you know about an hour. I think you did about 20 minutes at the end. Yeah, yeah. Those shows are kind of short. Yeah, like an hour. Yeah. But afterward i had no clue what was in store for us and you were <laughs> introducing everybody you. they kind of oh i was introducing everyone yes oh i do remember this now and yes, right i just had this like you know you have that feeling like oh i want to laugh so badly <laughs> yeah you're like give me some i want to support you but some i mean not everyone's good at it everyone's they're man they're people have off nights and everything People yeah, don't understand I, that, like, Chris Rock still bombs. Everyone still has bad sets. It's, honestly, it's, and that's... Goes. And I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on comedians because it's literally one of my favorite things to do is enjoy uh, comedy. But for me, I don't want to be in that position if I were to ever get up. Right. Stage. It, can, it can really destroy your soul. You got to get, like... It doesn't really bother me that much anymore, but it definitely right. did for a long time. Now I just realized you have it's part of the game or whatever. But yeah, you there's been times that I bombed and I want to like put a gun in my mouth for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly like you get that second hand embarrassment, like when there's someone literally reading from a notebook, not just like having it on the side where they're looking down at the notebook. Yeah, yeah. Rattling off a joke. I'm like, you know, I appreciate what you're trying to do but it, i would never that's the reason why i don't think i'd ever right. uh, get up on stage have to, i would you, be that person starting out right yeah that's what yeah you everyone has to be that person at some point every comedian stunk for like two or three years at least that's just how it is unfortunately but if what you like other like music you can practice in your room and no one sees you fucking up but comedy you have to go in front of people and tune your strings basically so exactly. that's why it sucks yeah so i mean it's something i'm i've always been interested in and i have become even more obsessed in the last couple of years i saw you last year at the comedy bar and then this year uh in the end of winter i saw theo vaughn in oh nice uh in oh rockford. where in rockford i was just oh, was alex to... opening your co-host alex oh. it was kind of a murderer's row yeah was it alex uh my maddie smith and i can't remember the other oh chance my friend chance i believe how did alex do did he do good yeah it was kind of a murderer's row of openers you mentioned your co-host Alex and Maddie Smith, fellow New York comic. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a good friends with Maddie. She's great. They did an unimaginable job, and I'm really not just you know throwing compliments around because I am. I like to be objective. 
Right. No, I heard Alex did really well. I believe I believe that. At that show, I was so stunned. It was at the Coronado Theater. There's it's a it's a pretty large uh theater, especially for Rockford. Right. Uh, it's a couple thousand people, right? Yeah, it's right around there. And I had never seen Alex live. I'd seen him on, on Instagram kind of doing uh-huh. doing things with you. And I'd never heard of Maddie Smith. And I, I follow them both closely now after having seen them perform. Uh-huh. And I had no idea about Maddie's career on MTV. He's doing really well. Yeah, she's she's has very successful. Which is wildly impressive. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, um, right, right, right. In her own right. But at that show, and maybe you can speak to this, I'd never seen anything like it. Alex, Maddie, two budding stars. You're, I know you're hoping that Alex makes a transition to New York here. He soon. is actually moving. He is actually moving in like three weeks now. I finally convinced him to move. Confirmed. Yeah, you're an idiot confirmed. Pod. He had the Urinate podcast is relocating officially to New York in three weeks. So that's I'm glad. I was really ragging on him to move, and I'm glad he was scared for a while, but he did it. That's fantastic to hear. So you guys won't have to backlog episodes or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. We. Yeah. That's. It's been annoying, but we're almost done. But at that show specifically, had the great openers, like I mentioned, and then everyone's there, obviously paying to see Theo Vaughn, uh-huh. who is a mega star in comedy. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone knows that name. Yeah. And that's why I went to see. I'd never seen, and I know Theo is talk about eccentric. He's got a rowdy crowd. That's kind of what he hangs his hat on. Oh, are they kind of wild there? You know, from what I've seen and just kind of his personality, I think he attracts yeah. kind of a, a unique crowd, For not sure. even people that would normally be into comedy, but I don't know if you've ever experienced something like this, you know, especially if you've been on stage. But when I was in the crowd, everyone who's there is there to see Theo Vaughn. And I was so confused because while his set was going on, I'm not joking, a great deal of the crowd was getting up and walking around, going to the bathroom. Oh, really? And it was it was so hard to focus on the set real but were they doing that during the openers or no no it's almost like they saved it for the headliner i'm like oh, what weird. are you doing why they are you paid a lot of money they paid money That's exactly weird. and so i want to know if you've ever experienced anything i know you've had hecklers or something of that nature before sure have you experienced a crowd like that oh yeah yeah sometimes yeah i mean i just don't know what the exact form like I don't know what the makeup of the crowd was, but like, yeah, there's just some nights where just people is just a weird mob mentality and like everything goes like I had a show at uh in Ma- in Minneapolis like a couple weeks ago at Acme Comedy Club. And they're like just like 12 different people were like heckling me the whole show and every other show there was magical, but just this one just random groups of people get together, they get a little too drunk and then. I think it all kind of spirals. The first person does something, then another one does it. And then 
yeah, like a woman accused me of calling her a cunt, even though I hadn't done it. And it was bizarre. And that's on your home turf, no less. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, so it was, but all the other shows were good. It just happens when you get, when you get a bunch of people together and they all drink, it's not going to go well sometimes. Yeah, I think a lot of times too, what happens is not everyone in the group has necessarily or they haven't been to a show never been to a show not necessarily having a clue who's up on stage definitely could play a part in it but yeah a lot of people are just coming out to party and they really don't care about comedy the comedy is secondary to like talking to their friends or bachelor night or whatever those are always the worst when or birthday parties are always terrible yeah I can't stand that. I mean, especially if you're, you're you've got a bachelorette crowd, which it does give you something to to pick on. It can be fun for a, like it, they're not all monsters, but it, it can be fun. But there are sometimes where it's just like they're just here for Jessica. They're not here for me. <laughs> I don't. I am not a part of their night at all. Another <laughs> comedy club. I won't say which one, but there's a comedy club where they. If someone calls saying they have a bachelorette party, they just say they're sold out every time. <laughs> Even which I respect, even if they they'd rather not make the money than ruin the show. That's probably a smart move. It only you know gives the comic a better you know opportunity to to succeed, and also yeah. the crowd isn't having to deal with uh, their right. antics, anyways. For sure, Jeff. I know you just made the transition to New York. Did and your co-host will be following suit shortly, which I'm. I'm very happy to hear how has the experience kind of breaking back into the New York comedy scene been uh, for you in this, you know, few short weeks that you've been there. Uh, it's been great. I, I, I think I've been like, I lived here for like two years uh, in like 2017, 2018. So I, I already kind of knew some people here. I know a little bit about the scene, but it, I, it kind of worked. Yeah. I, I just got passed at the comedy cellar, which is cool. So I'm performing there now for if I keep doing well, we'll see. But yeah, so it's gone pretty well. There's a lot of, there's just so much in New York. It's kind of tough to wrap your head around the scene. There's like really like 20 different comedy scenes. There isn't just one comedy scene. And there's like 20 comedy clubs in New York. It's, it's insane. Well, that is honestly huge. Uh, congratulations on the seller. Oh yeah. Thank you. That is so. Yeah. It's very, it's very surreal. It just happened like a week ago. So kind of new, but hopefully hopefully it keeps going well that is massive and i know you know we might have a few listeners out east that will have the opportunity to see you i continue to uh recommend your set oh yeah for sure i I come back to the midwest fairly often so i come i come back to i come to minneapolis a lot because i'm from there yeah we definitely will right at the end of the show here be plugging your shows uh in the state of wisconsin and yeah i'm in madison in november yeah that's right you got madison in november and i believe this coming weekend you'll be back in chicago at the laugh factory i am yes i am at the laugh factory on saturday yeah i'm helping my girlfriend move but i'm doing some shows while doing it yeah humble brag there yeah a little bit a little little bit congratulations on both of those things (laughs) um jeff I, I really don't want to take up your whole day here, but oh, no worries. I, you know, it's kind of surreal for me to be talking to you here. You're truly one of my favorite uh, performers on the planet. And I know New York, you, you're just 
uh, scratching the surface there now, and you'll. I hope so. You'll I'll try not be... to get canceled for you. I'll try not to get have some old tweets come up or something. Well, I think you're in the clear at this point, uh, especially the last couple of years. Some of your sets, you let things fly. So I yeah, think... that's true. I've kind of been testing the waters. Yeah, if I haven't been canceled yet, it's probably not going to happen. I think true. you've crossed the threshold at this point. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So. I got some old tweets from high school. I should probably go back and delete, but whatever. Yeah, you'll go. You'll definitely have to go back to the 2010 and and. Yeah, I was talking about fat chicks a lot back then. Probably not not allowed anymore. That plays, Uh, (laughs) Jeff. I when I say this, I mean it genuinely. I think soon enough, especially since you're in New York now. I was sad to see you leave Chicago because I have the more I have more opportunities to see you when you're in the Midwest. For sure. I know how big of a deal it is to bite the bullet and make that transition to New York and, and kind of bite the bullet there. at some point. Yeah, I'll be back in Milwaukee. The laughing tap there is fun. I always come back there. I'm really grateful, uh, you know, for your time and I'm I'm happy for you that you're you're breaking in in new york and i'm truly confident that you're going to become a household name in the next couple of years so oh, hell yeah i hope so i hope that i hope that's true that'd be awesome maybe even sooner i know you're you are a hound on instagram <laughs> post, posting clips posting content gotta post a lot yep so we'll hopefully gain you a few followers just from this episode i hope so i hope all the wisconsinites listening didn't hate me you know, I think them just hearing that you're a former Badger is enough. Right, uh, right. Always Badger. Yeah, always a Badger. So I think you stole their hearts a few minutes into this episode. <laughs> you rah, rah, Wisconsin. Come on. Yeah. So I, I don't think you'll have any uh, dwindling in numbers in the Midwest based on this show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and if it is the case, it's probably because of me it's nothing that you've done <laughs> so that's funny. i just really wanted to you know talk about your career as we have and yeah uh, give you the credit that you deserve and i know you'll be back in chicago on saturday at the yeah laugh factory laugh factory. laugh factory all three shows i believe saturday night folks this will be out before then so please Go see my man Jeff. At, I'm at Laugh Factory, seven thirty, nine thirty, and eleven thirty. And November third through fifth. November third through fifth in Madison. I'm actually filming a comedy special that weekend, so we're gonna try. It's kind of in the preliminary works, but yeah, that weekend we're filming it. Yeah, Jeff, you just got me even more excited. <laughs> oh, my lord, I think I'll have to be uh, witnessing that and be part it of the be crowd. Good. Yeah, bring uh, up, bring all the folks. I think just being in the crowd when you're taping your special is uh, seals the deal for me to lock down tickets even Perfect. a few months in advance here. Yeah, so, yeah, nice. This is going to sell out very soon, so buy them. It'll, it'll sell out in a couple of days probably. <laughs> no, it won't, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Do you? I know you, you mentioned it's preliminary. Do you anticipate putting out uh your special on youtube like you we've seen a lot of comics do recently yeah i think it's gonna be a youtube thing yeah i have an idea i might be doing two it's a whole thing yeah we'll see what happens but one for sure yeah 
I kind of want to do one in like a small town, like a conservative town too. Yeah. And see what happens. From what I've seen has always served you well, you know, <laughs> kind of offering the other perspective. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that gives me something to really look forward to. And all of our listeners as well will definitely draw a few crowd members uh, yeah, out, in, out in Madison, out. especially considering that you're filming your special. And I think, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective on it before we close out here. Uh-huh. When we see a lot of comics putting out their specials on YouTube now, I know you've definitely heard of them. I'm not sure if you're, uh, you know, you've you guys have crossed paths, but true superstar recently, Stavros Halkius just put oh, his yeah. out on YouTube. His was in, I can't remember where he, did he filmed in Chicago? I can't remember, but yeah, his his looked really good. Yeah, his. He, I mean, he's really good with social media. He's very funny too, but he's really good at putting shit out there. I'm kind of inspired by him. I think it's a good, YouTube is good. It's sometimes tough to get people to listen to it, but it is cool that you can just make your own thing and you don't have to wait for these like industry executives to find you or whatever. You can kind of just dem- democratically create your own thing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And obviously I, you know, YouTube is no, uh, new platform necessarily but i think it is for comics like yourself to put out a full special we've seen you know big names like i just mentioned yeah i mean a lot of yeah a lot of almost everyone's doing because you're not censored you can say whatever you want to so that it can look however you want it to look there's no no one's creatively nudging you in any direction so that that is cool i'm excited about that yeah, you you kind of have control of your own destiny in that yeah, regard. Exactly. So I'm very excited for that, Jeff. I'm glad you dropped that nugget here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I hope, yeah, I want it to come up New Year's Eve. That's the goal. So we'll see. We'll see. A return home. The prodigal son returns to Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And a special coming out in the same year, Jeff. Yeah, I am extremely grateful for your time and to close out the show i have one final question it's a quick one Uh i like to do this with our you know more famous guests i think you are and this is no knock on you i think you are the the fourth most famous guest that has ever been on this show okay i'll take that maybe third well you kind of at the same level as uh one other uh-huh. I'll take it. That's not, that's not too bad. I have had Robert Eiler on here, so he has you beat. Oh, um, is that's a sports player, right? Isn't AJ, AJ Soprano from the Sopranos. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, God. But there you're definitely go. more relevant than him in the modern day because he's kind of <laughs> off the grid. That's for so, sure. Wrapping up the show here, and it might take you a second, based on your Instagram posts as of late, uh-huh. did I bully you? into no longer wearing fila on stage um i do i don't wear the sweaters on stage as much i don't know if it it was a more of a you did say something and a lot of people have because i wear the same three sweaters over and over again so i have been trying to diversify my outfits and it's also summer so i don't wear sweatshirts that's also when winter comes again i'll be wearing the fila i'm happy to hear it i always love to see that kind of that purple almost a indigo type yeah um, yeah i like the color i don't know yeah it's a good color it's not bad 
I hope you bring that back uh, once the weather turns, because when I made those few comments, I was just, you know, oh, yeah, just joking. I know. Big deal. Yeah. The (laughs) consistent posts with the same sweater. I know you're not, uh, you know, not a fashionable guy. So I got the same outfits over and over. I think the Fila uh, sponsorship is coming sooner rather than later. So <laughs> hell yeah, you just have to keep posting those clips, and I think it'll be working in your favor. Sounds good, Jeff. I'm extremely hopeful that uh, some of our listeners will be seeing you on Saturday, and I know for a fact myself and people around me will be seeing you in Madison in November. So awesome! So I really appreciate your time, and yeah, man, thanks for having me. Soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Cool, cool. Jeff, thanks so much. And as always, juice up. (laughs) There we go.